to St. John chapter 15, verse 7. Amen. I want to talk about tonight fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. And this is our fervent prayer number two because I believe we have taught on that before. But we're just going to take some more on it. Fervent prayer. Amen. St. John chapter 15 and verse 7. It says, If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Amen. Talking about fervent prayer. Amen. The word fervent means passionate. Amen. And very hot. Great intensity. Zealous, heartfelt prayers, earnest prayers, amen, sincere prayers, those, all that means fervent, amen, we're, we're making, we're praying fervently to the Lord, amen, we're passionate about, our mind's not running across here and there, but it's center and focus upon what we're praying about, there's, we have a tendency when we pray, and the devil try to take your mind here and there and have your thoughts running here and there, but you have to, amen, bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. You have to stop your thoughts from running here and there because if you don't, your whole prayer, you'll just be down there, but you won't be focused, amen, in your prayer. And then if you're not focused in your prayer, your prayer would not be fervent. Again, fervent means to be passionate, very hot. Greatly intensity, zealous, heartfelt, earnest. Amen. It's a fervent plea. Whatever your request for the Lord, you're praying from your heart. And you're praying in sincerity. And you're looking for, amen, an answer. You're looking for a response. Because you're zero in. Your mind is not praying to the Lord. And your mind upon everything else. You're serious and concerned. Very serious and and very their heartfelt prayers that come from the heart. Your mind is not running here and there. You mean what you say. You intensely intensify, and amen. In fervent prayer, that's what fervent prayer is. A lot of people don't pray fervently, and we don't pray fervently. We don't watch it. We just do prayer out of routine. When you do prayer out of routine, it becomes boring, and you don't you don't have no uh, passion with it. And for you know what you you get up and you're done. You, I mean you you know you you don't pray at all. You, it's no you lose interest because your thoughts have to be. You have to pull your thoughts to the Lord. Amen. You have to cast down every imagination and everything that is all significant. Because when you pray, the devil gets. And down there and bring all these thoughts and all these things to your mind. You got to do this. You got to do that. What about this? What about that? You have to cast down all those things every imagination. Amen. You have to draw your mind in. Amen. To have fervent prayer. Amen. So that's what fervent means. And it says if you abide in me in other words if the Lord is saying if you stay in me abide means to stay. Abide means to remain stable, fixed, endure without yielding to without you know yielding to things that God don't want us to yield to. Stand uh, firm. In other words, continue therein. 
Amen. In that position. Amen. Abiding in the Lord. It said, if a man abide in me, I mean, it said, let me say, if ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. Amen. Abiding, remaining, remaining, and stand fixed and firm in the things of God. God said, as you do that, and you and said, uh, and my words, it said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. In other words, if you abide in me and my word is in you. In other words, he's saying, if you and me and I in you. You can't just be, some people say, I'm in God, but it's God in them. You have to be in him, and he has to be in you. Somebody say, well, how is he in you? The word. His word is him. His word, God's word is God. That's him. You say, somebody say, I've never seen God. I don't know what he's, what, what is he saying? Read this word. You, you read the word, that's God. So if you buy to him, that's why it's very imperative to read the word because if you don't read the word, you never know what he's saying. You never know what he's about. You never know his character. You never know what he's expect. All that, he's given us that on in the book. To read the word of God, so he's saying, if a, uh, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. In other words, if you keep your, my word in you, if you abide in me, stand put in me, remain in me, and my words is resident in you. In other words, my words not just resident in you, but you are walking and obeying my word. Because the word is really not in you the way it should be if you're not obeying doing the word. So he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, these are conditional things. It said, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. God said, whatever you are asking, I'm going to do it. He didn't say when I would do it, how I would do it, but he said I would do it. Because God is not a man that he should lie. And so that means that that means uh, when you're abiding in the Lord and his word abides in you, evidently you are in that fervent place where you can have that fervent prayer. That's, you don't have to beg God for anything. You don't have to plead with God for anything. You know, sometimes we say, Lord, please do this. And, you know, if, you, if I even catch myself saying, Lord, please, I need to do that. Then I have to back, take that word, please. You don't have to plead with God to do anything. You, we never read in his word where he say, plead with me. He said, ask. When you plead with somebody, um, even in the natural, if you plead with somebody, to me, when I really think about that, that's, it's a sign of kind of distrusting because you're not, you're almost begging them, you're not for sure if they're going to do it. But when you ask somebody to do something, you're like more confident that they would do it than you would if you're pleading with them, begging. So we don't have to please and, oh Lord, please, Heavenly Father, do this. Well, he didn't tell us, he just said ask. And that comes from abiding in the Lord. And that comes from abiding in him and his word abiding in you. And all he said, you just simply ask and it shall be done. Somebody said, well, why have it not been done? There's a time God has his time. My times are in his hand. You know, and then if it's not that way, it may be something that he's conditioning, conditioning you before it happens. It may be something that he's working on you till it happens. Only he knows. Amen. So he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. And in the book of James, 
this is part of the how we pray fervently. That's those things are condition. We have to meet those requirements and condition. What we just read, in other words, to be able to pray fervently, we have to make sure that we are abiding in the things of God. We're, we're, we're abiding, you know, not saying we're perfect when we cross every T and dot every I, but we're striving. When you're striving to please God, that don't make you don't make mistakes. That don't make you have not have flaws, but you don't sit there and make an excuse for your mistakes. We don't make excuses over here for our mistakes. A lot of times we like to, well, I would have did this, but they didn't do that over here. We always make excuses when it comes to things that we just need to just call it out and say, I just got an issue here. This is a problem with me. It's nobody's fault but mine. Because no one can twist your arm to make you do anything. You take responsibility of your own actions. So, amen. In the book of James, the fifth chapter, It says, this is all this is part of fervent prayer, of being able to pray fervently, abiding in him. Remember that, abiding in the Lord, his words abiding in you. He said, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done. In the book of James, chapter 5 and verse 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen. Uh, in other words, faults are flaws, they're mistakes transgressions, shortcomings, you know, to say confess. Confess means to admit or knowledge, make known. This is a generation they don't confess anything. Uh, people in the church, out of the church, they just act like if they have a problem, it ain't my problem, you got the problem. Sometimes it might not be you that caused the problem, but you want to make sure that you're not part of the problem. To make sure maybe somebody ain't treat you right. I said something right. Did you right? You want to make sure that you keep your spirit right. So you part of the problem when you act just like they act. But nobody has a problem. This is a generation that I never seen anything like it. Nobody like back in the day people admit they wrong. Nobody's I, I, I ain't, ain't nothing wrong. And you know sometimes it's something wrong. It said confess. Your faults, these are part of fervent prayers. How can you pray fervently to the Lord? It said, leave your gift at the altar. If you have any alt against anybody, it said, leave your, don't be trying to pray over that. Lord said, leave your gift, gift at the altar and go be restored to the one that you have the fault against. God sees our heart. We think because people don't see, oh, they don't know. God, sometimes people know too. God is no. You got something in your heart against somebody. God knows it. And people, uh, you can't fool some people, all the people all the time. You can fool some people sometimes, but not all the people all the time. Because God, in other words, God will let you know something not right. It said, confess your faults. Confess me to admit a knowledge. You can't pray over sins. Pray over things and, and things. You got things in your heart against people. And pray over it and say, think God's going to hear your prayer. It's not going to be a fervent prayer. God's going to tell you, you need to get that out your heart. You need to get it right. Amen. And it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. If you can't confess your faults to one another, how are you going to pray for one another? How are you going to pray for somebody you're angry with? You got to get that right. Amen. I didn't say you gotta, uh, uh, you know, 
let them walk all over you and everything, but you got to do whatever you do to keep your spirit right. I, I pray like that all the time. Sometimes people, they don't always do you right. They treat you funny and all that kind of stuff. I'm always saying, Lord, but I've learned this too. You don't have to let people use you for a carpet. You can ask God to give you wisdom. You don't have to be at somebody's ever beck and call to prove nothing to them. And God will give you wisdom. I ain't got to be in your face and say, this is see, so you can see my face and say, uh, I'm okay with you. I don't have to do that. All that funny stuff, irritating stuff, I keep it. And the older I get, I really don't want it around me. Because, why? Because I'm trying to be saved. I'm trying to walk right, live right, please God. I don't want you to make me uh, uh, come out in my flesh when you up and down, in and out. So I just leave that alone. And, 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 and you can ask God to keep that stuff from around you. Because there's a trick of the devil anyway when people, amen, the devil uses. Some people, sometimes people know, don't know the devil using. Sometimes they know the devil using. But, they, the, but the devil can do anything to hinder you, to throw you off course. But the Bible says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for another one for another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Lord said, when you confess your faults, you, there's a healing that takes place on the inside of you, your heart, soul, and mind. When you when you admit that I I'm you know I'm I'm sorry about this. I I I didn't do this right, Lord. I didn't treat that person right, and and and, and beg I beg that person part. I, I beg your pardon. I'm I'm sorry the way I you know uh, I, I don't how I feel. I don't feel too good. I didn't feel too good about you. I'm, I'm help me, Lord, help me, forgive me, and you get it right. You get that right, then you'll be healed. The Bible said. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the affected, factual, fervent prayer. Uh, there it goes again. Factual is the same as the fervent prayer. Affection, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. It's, it's, it's of the affection. Uh, if the affection, that means the effective. Or uh, prayers that, uh, that produces results. Do your prayers... Amen. Do you see results behind your praying? You should be able to see results behind your praying. Sometime, most of the time, all the time, God, we pray. We're not saying God just answer everything this way, but some, if he answered this right here, right away, maybe you see something right there he's doing. You see something, you ought to be seeing something that God is doing. Amen. You don't see nothing, no prayers answer, nothing that God's doing, then you need to make sure that you're in the right on the right page with him. Amen. It said Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Elijah was a man just like we are. Just like men are today. Human just like we are. And he prayed earnestly. The Bible said he prayed earnestly. Earnest prayers get results. Earnest prayers are heard by the Lord. Earnest prayers. That it may not rain. He prayed that it may not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And that's a long time for the earth to not to have no rain. Three years and six months. No doubt it was a reason why he prayed that rain, prayed that prayer. And said, and then he prayed again. In other words, the Lord shut the heavens up and it gave no rain 
Well, he honored Elijah, whatever Elijah he needed that that prayer for. He honored, he did it just for Elijah. You don't see he the whole nation pray. It said Elijah prayed. He did it. Some things God would do just for you. Some things God would do just for me. Maybe the next person not praying like they need to pray. You got love on. Maybe they're not praying. God will do it and stop the, the storm just for you. If your prayer is fervent enough. You know, and so uh, it says, uh, a fervent prayer is not going to be a prayer. Because I heard someone say this, and I made the difference. Um, some people like, well, I want the Lord to do this and that for my children. I want the Lord to do this and that. And your children out here doing everything under the sun they shouldn't do. A fervent prayer wouldn't be a prayer like, Lord, I want you to this to uh, watch over and keep them safe, and they out here doing some of everything wrong, ain't trying to be saved. The, the fervent prayer would be like this: Lord, get a hold of them and have them to repent and turn their life around, and then I actually have mercy on them. That's a fervent prayer. We we get twisted. Oh Lord, I'm praying. You, if your kids are doing, you know they don't. You try, they're trying to do what God will have them do. Yeah, you can pray along with them, but if you know they ain't even thinking about the Lord, you need to pray the prayer, Lord, give they turn their hearts to you. Give them a mind to be saved. That's how I pray. Give them a mind to be saved. Lord, I thank you every day that they're in the land of the living. Because if it wasn't for your mercy, they wouldn't be here. You have to pray fervently. Don't pray ridiculously, foolishly, because your prayer, you need to pray the whole prayer. That's a fervent prayer. Amen. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly. That earnestly, uh, not not uh, praying what somebody want me to pray. I'm gonna pray the way God put it in my heart to pray earnestly. That it may not rain a space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a fruit. God honored Elijah. And Lord, let him know he was just a, he just as human as you are. It was no nothing different by Elijah that he was a man, just like men are today. He was human, just like we are. God said the same thing that I did for him, I would do it for you. Some of us have prayed. We have stood in the gap and made up the hedge and intervened and, and, and prayed in, in, in before our loved ones and everything. That's why your loved ones are still here. Some of some most of the time, if you pray fervent enough, that's why your loved ones are still here. That's why situations in another parts of your life has been able you've been able to get through because of the fervency. It's, it's, it means a lot to pray fervently. You know, we don't pray as the Pharisees and the scribes and pray hypocritical prayers. We pray this fervent prayer is really just like I say, it's a heartfelt prayer. Fervently is realistic. It means you, you're not playing with God. You're serious about you coming to God. You're serious. All the stops. You, you know God is a spirit and I have to worship him in spirit and truth. And I'm not playing with God. I'm, I'm coming straight to him in prayer. You know, it's like, Lord, uh, you know, if there's anything, uh, you know, uh, in my life, in other words, you said, Lord, and I don't know about how other people, but I'm always praying prayers like this, Lord, forgive me for anything that I've said or done, seen or unseen, anything, because you don't always cross every T right. You don't always do. You you should always have a, a repentant prayer from the very beginning, so you don't have your own righteousness. The Lord said, "Be not found having your own righteousness, but the righteousness of God." Lord said, "Our righteousness of filthy rags. If it's not the way He said in there, our righteousness don't mean nothing." 
Because a man can think they're right in their own eyesight. Most times we think we're right in our own eyesight. I'm learning that God will show you a lot. If you, you God, God will show you that you, most times you, you're not right like you think you're right. He'll show you that I got a better way and I think better, more clear than you. You, you. you ain't right as you think you are. You don't make right decisions like you think you do. I'm kind of person, when the Lord show me something, I, I'm, I'm humble before the Lord. Yes, Lord, you're right. Because I, there's no way that I can get everything right. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. So, fervency, fervent prayer. Amen. If you walk right, if you strive to live to please the Lord, you're striving to please God. Not, like I say, not perfect, but you're striving to please God. You are in a position to pray fervent prayers. Amen. A fervent prayer is not how long it is, how much you holler, how much you cry. It's just to the point, and it's coming from your heart. This is this is easy as I can just get it. It's it's, it's coming from your heart. All these dows and woes and everything, and people mad off on something else, and they can be heard going no further than ceiling. Because if your life is not trying to please the Lord, their prayer ain't going. It's not going very far at all. Just from your lips. But God said he hears the prayers. The prayers of the righteous. God said avail much. God's not going to hear you praying. And you, you're trying to be a right standing in, with him in your heart. And you're trying to live right and not answer your prayer. God is the answer. He answers prayers. And then, but think about God just don't answer every prayer the way we think. Or the time we think. David said, my times is in his hand. I, I used to didn't know that. But th th that's what people get is disappointed. They start doing things in their own flesh because they feel like they have a certain time. You cannot make God move no sooner than he's going to move. You cannot make, make him do anything. And so you have to pray about it and then say, Lord, if you can't be in trouble about something, say, Lord, give me peace. Give me peace, Lord. Peace means that it's going to keep you from worrying. It's going to keep you from having anxiety. You know, not because the devil would constantly bring things back to you. Well, this is not fixed. That's not working. This, that, another. So what are you going to do about this? The devil's always asking you questions. And you have to answer the, the Lord, what the Lord said to you. Amen. Amen. Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. Amen. Um, there's places that you really need to and have to stay in to to have your prayers to be fervently fervent. You can't be all over the place in your thoughts and your mind, and you know you serve God as you want to serve Him, serve Him up and down. One day, that's there. You know you want to pray. You want your prayers answered. Stay in tune with Him. Stay in tune with God all the time. Stay in tune with Him. Keep that relationship with him. Keep the flow with him. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, make good practice of, of praying every day. Have a prayer life of talking to God. Prayer is just talking and communicating with God. Whether you on land, sea, or air, I talk to God. I talk to God. I talk to God. I talk to God. I can be in the kitchen. I talk to God. I'm just used for example. Or you can be in your car. Or you can be in, in, anywhere in your house. Or you can be just talking to God. 
And then there's times where we need to spend time in his presence, pull off and get in his presence. But you can talk to him all the time. Amen. Amen. When you talk to God all the time and you're in his presence, and when something arises in your life and an emergency, you have confidence that he's there because you've been communicating with him all the time. A fervent prayer. Amen. And it says uh, the effectual fervent prayer. When it says your prayer is effectual, that means that it, it has some results. You're going to get results behind that prayer. It says avail it much. In other words, that means it's going to benefit you. It, avail, avail means to, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a benefit. It's, it means there's some success. You got success in that prayer. That prayer went somewhere. And if you didn't think it, if you think that it didn't go nowhere, pray again. Pray more earnestly. When they say pray more earnestly, that means cry out to God and pour your heart out to Him and tell Him all about everything. Not so much about the next person, about you too. Start off with yourself. Praying earnestly is really, you're starting off with yourself anyway. You're not putting the blame on this person, that person. You're telling the Lord, I, I, you know, I just didn't, I just don't say this right. I just don't do this right. I, I got issues, Lord. I need your help. And then, then you can pray about the other stuff. Get yourself out the way first, earnestly, praying more earnestly. Amen. I believe that I'm just about done. Amen. Fervent prayer of a righteous. Man or woman, it avail much. Amen. Even if it looked like it's not happening right then, it's not the situation is not taking care of right then, and it seemed like it's not happening right then. Just know that it will, and just say, Lord, just give me peace, and show me if there's anything that I can do while I'm waiting on you. Show me what it is that I can do while I'm waiting on you, and if there's nothing I can do, just help me, just to thank you and praise you, and keep keep hoping. And keep believing you and trusting you that you will surely come through for me. Amen. Amen. So I'm done.